Welcome to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? Success in business most often comes down to hard work, not by silver bullets and quick fixes. It's knowing where to focus that hard work that's key to winning. Join sales prospecting expert and three-time seven-figure business founder, Carrie Richardson, and managing partner of R&R Consulting and former owner of Doberman Technologies, Ian Richardson, for radical honesty regarding strategic planning, accountability, and execution that will get you the systematic results you're working toward. Let's get into today's episode. Thought leader and your host, Carrie Richardson. Hello and welcome to WIN. I'm your host, Ian Richardson from Richardson and Richardson Consulting. And today I'm joined by my good friend, Adam Kerrigan of ITS. Adam, how you doing, man? Fantastic. Ian, good to see you. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, thanks for being willing to come on and spend some time sharing your knowledge and experiences with our audience. Adam is the M&A partner at ITS. In 2018, he sold his IT managed service provider into Intelligent Technical Solutions. Based out of LA, Adam continued with ITS, and after three years as their most productive salesperson, he began their M&A division in 2021. For those of you who aren't familiar, M&A, mergers and acquisitions, it is the hot topic in the IT channel right now. Today, Adam invites other MSP owners to join the success he's experienced at ITS, whether they're burned out and feeling alone or ready to accelerate their financial success. Outside business, Adam is an accomplished competitive power lifter. I'm going to make him flex on camera. Holding three national titles in, 20, in 2021, 2019, and 2022, he recently won gold at the US, uh, the USPA Powerlifting World Championships in 2021. He holds over two dozen competitive powerlifting records, including a world record deadlift. Adam, man, can you just like lift me up through the camera? Is that possible or does it not work that way? <laughs> Uh, that that takes a little telepathy up here, but uh, that that that's a whole nother competition. <laughs> a whole nother competition. That's yeah. all right. Well, you're gonna see it here first yeah. when I start to just. Whoa! That's whoa! Right. Hey, there we go. Down, down, Adam. <laughs> not not until later. Not until later. Yeah. <laughs> so, at Win, we always follow a process here. Being a process-oriented guy, I like to follow process, and we always talk about business challenges, business achievements, business opportunities. And Adam, when you when you and I were prepping the show notes, we we definitely agree on this one that mergers and acquisitions and cybersecurity are the hot topics in the channel. Everything is about MA and cyber. And on the MA side, which is where you live and breathe and sleep and eat, there's two sides of that, but both of them are tied to education. And you had mentioned internally at ITS that there's a couple of interesting challenges going on right now that you and your team are focused on. Figuring out who is the right target to acquire and integrate is a challenge. And then integration itself is a challenge all by, all by its lonesome. Talk to us about that. How are you guys managing to fill a pipeline? And what's, uh, what's some of the tips that you're doing to successfully integrate new partners into the ITS platform? Yeah, so again, I appreciate being here, Ian. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Um, 
So yes, you know, I, I was just speaking yesterday with a peer group that's focused on M&A. And one of the people in that group happened to ask a question. He said, hey, Adam, I don't really know where to get started. Like I see myself as a buyer, but I don't know what to do. And he's like, and he said, and this is what, what really I keyed in on is he said, I, I feel outgunned by these more uh, experienced and sophisticated buyers. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, let me, let me give you a little bit of encouragement. M- in my view, M&A is almost the exact same as our MSP sales. It's just a process and it really oh. comes back to a relationship. And so what, you know, my encouragement to him was, Hey, uh, you're, I'm sure you're in peer groups, you know, people go to those relationships, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the old adage, you know, people buy from people they like, right. Or people that they trust. That's and right. I feel at the end of the day, that's what, that's what has won for us. Uh, at ITS, we've now completed 10 M&A transactions. I was number four back in 2018. And a good chunk of those have come from existing relationships. Mm-hmm. So in our current pipeline, look like, so my day-to-day work, uh, you know, just to dive in a little bit more is uh, in some ways, very similar to what I was doing in outside sales, literally cold calling, you know, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, and, and Carrie Simpson, I love her. She taught me some great uh, principles of, of cold calling and it's literally led to closed M and a transactions, uh, which I know we'll talk a little bit later. So, so oh, yeah. building the pipe uh, is important. And if anybody out there is, is looking to get in to the process, I, I kind of equate it to like, hey, it's the first time, it, it's like the first time we ever installed an on-prem exchange server. It was a nightmare. It was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Your first M&A transaction is going to be chaotic, but you oh, yeah. just got to do it. You got to get in there, make it happen, get through the process. And that kind of leads to the second pain point a little bit is integration. That's it's always a challenge. Now we're fans of full integration. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that not everybody takes that approach for various reasons. I don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. The way that we go is we want one instance of ConnectWise, one set of tools, et cetera. And so it's just work, right? We've, we, we're bringing together cultures, processes, yeah. people. Yeah. And so are you finding that, um, that during that integration, uh, is there the opportunity for so one of one of the common conversation tracks that I've had from from folks like ITS and and other big players in the space is hey they're always on the like their opportunity nose is finely tuned and so if they're buying if they're buying a two or a five million dollar MSP, but they see this one part of intellectual property and they go, wow, these guys have it dialed in over here and they're doing it better than us. Do you guys mm-hmm. find that and then give those partners the opportunity to like, hey, why don't you tell us about how you're doing this? Because we're open. Yes, um, I, I think. Uh, I think sometimes people can get lost in the idea that, hey, we're just going to gobble somebody up or I'm going to be gobbled up and all the work mm-hmm. that I've done gets pushed to the side. But to give you a, a perfect example of of where we have been able to integrate those different strengths is uh, this past October, we did a three-way merger between our headquarters in Las Vegas, which is where I'm at, uh, Detroit and San Francisco. Well, our new partner in Detroit, they had this, they have a fabulous the CIO process. Mm-hmm. 
that really eclipsed what we were doing enterprise wide. And we said, you know, what? we're going to take that piece and we're going to roll it out. And, and so I, I feel like that's one of the, I think that's one of the overlooked benefits of M and a is you're mm-hmm. literally bringing together minds processes and it, it really helps elevate. And at this point at ITS, we now have 10, uh, CEO or former CEOs on our staff that have come to us through M&A and with that much talent and that much depth of experience, um, of course, there's going to be good ideas and all that just rises to the top. Nice. Yeah. Every, everybody kind of bubbles up from having the multiple entrepreneurs in the room that uh, it, it creates that forward momentum. Yeah. And, and I'll even add one other thing. Sometimes when I tell people that they're like, holy cow, that sounds like way too many cooks in the kitchen. And I get that. But mm-hmm. the, the magical thing, and I don't use that word very often, the magical thing is that not everybody wants to do the same thing. Yep. Uh, and so coming together, another benefit is that we get to pick what it is that we want to pursue. Right. One of the challenges of being in a smaller company, 10, 20, even 30 people, we're all wearing hats. Not only as the mm-hmm. owner, but even our technicians. They might be help desk. They might be projects. They might be on site. My passion and, and what I love, I mean, we're at 230 employees now, is I have found a passion in doing this exact work. Being a former owner, I get to talk with my brothers and sisters. So, again, the magical thing is that these 10 owners, they're all slotting in in different spots, and it just really raises the whole enterprise. Exactly. You almost have a CEO per division because there's going to be that person who loves running projects. There's going to be that person who loves running account management. 100%. Outside sales, inside strategy, yeah. operations, marketing, experience, people, yeah, yeah revenue, everything, yeah. yeah. The other, the other big challenge that we were talking about, and this one's, this one's interesting. It's, it's really, really, it really, really like digs in with me and resonates, resonates hard. Is that everybody in the market automatically assumes, well, I'm a buyer. Like that's the attitude. But when we when mm-hmm. when kind of get it gets dove into and you're having conversations with them, you say, hey, great, you're a buyer. Cool. What's like what what transactions have you closed? Oh, well, I haven't done one yet. Oh, OK, no big deal. Like what's what's your what's the pipeline? What's not what's going to be number one? Well, I haven't done that yet either. And that kind of stems a conversation around, well, are we actually a buyer or is this more aspirational? And you had a you had a really interesting thought around the challenge of mindset of a of an owner where if I'm selling my business, I'm failing in some way, shape, or form. There's some sort of shame or fear or trepidation mm-hmm. around the sale of a company. Where I mean, at least for my little spot in the sandbox, and and it's a limited spot. I sold my MSP at the end of last year, and man, that was like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And now I'm selling a commercial real estate company because I can't get enough of it, and I'm trying to help Carrie sell one of her companies too to uh, to to try to get more of that because that's like that's my new that's my new dopamine fix. I'm addicted to selling companies now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you're hundred yeah. percent right. Uh, and this is this is I will admit a guess on my part, right? If yeah. I, as an MSP owner, right, I, I buy everything, right? I buy my vendors, I buy my tool sets, I buy my marketing plan, I even buy my people in a sense. Mm-hmm. 
And it feels like when I'm talking with people that they almost feel that, that to be a seller equates to being a loser. Mm-hmm. And, and in my view, it really couldn't be anything farther from the truth. Um, though I will add, and, and I know we were also remarking on this, is in a public forum, rewind back to IT Nation last year, and I, I didn't even share this. There was an M&A deal crawl, and yeah. it was standing room only, easily over 200 people in that room. Mm-hmm. And the moderator said, okay, everybody that is a buyer, raise your hand. Every single hand in that room went up. And then he said, okay, uh, who are the sellers? Two hands went up, including ours. And, and so the, the, you know, the thing that I'm seeing is people do not want to talk, even if they're open to selling, they don't want to talk about it in mm-hmm. open form. They're worried about their employees, their peers, their clients finding out. Um, but yeah, it, it's just some interesting psychology going on. Yeah. A hundred percent there. I a hundred percent agree. And that's like, that's such a interesting challenge. But one of the, one of the biggest achievements I've had, and that's, that's a good segue is that I have sold a business. I'm selling another one right now. I'm in the process of, of packaging and marketing a third. And when I'm talking to old IT clients, that's what they want to talk about. Everybody like it, it, everybody has an idea of, hey, I'm going to liquidate this thing at the end. Arlen Sorensen, the uh, founder of HTG, and now he's, um, I think, director or VP of, of uh, community evangelism over at CW, which uh, which purchased that organization. Arlen's a big fan of saying everybody exits horizontally or vertically out of their business. So you're either walking out of the door or you're being carried out of the door by uh, by six, and um, it's uh, it, it's really like that always resonated with me from the first time that I heard it that you'd like you are going to exit, and so why would you not control the manner and uh, and way that that exit happens? So achievement wise, you you just you just help someone get to an exit, and that exit came from and you alluded to this like you picked up the phone and cold called how does right. that feel to have the process work soup to nuts all the way from like hey i'm just i'm dialing the yellow pages so to speak dating myself mm-hmm. here there's a uh, plenty of gray hair that you just can't see because <laughs> it's short um how's that feel man to have that process validation happen yeah it's you know it it, it feels fantastic um, mm-hmm. to be able to use traditional sales methods. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier of, you know, this process is very similar to sales. Um, now, of course, a relationship had to be established. The sales cycle is longer for this sort mm-hmm. of thing versus MSP sales. Um, but it, it feels it, fulfilling to me knowing that I am helping somebody get to reach their goals right while simultaneously build ours now in this particular case that owner he is exiting after six months he's he wants out uh to retire and live with his family he's been doing it for 32 years and he's built a fantastic business right he's oh, just looking awesome. for the right partner um but yeah so put it putting in that work putting in that effort it just you know it 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 checks the boxes it, it's a mental win uh aside from being obviously a win on paper it, mm-hmm. it feels good. 
Yeah, yeah, you give you've given that person the uh, the ability to to actualize that that end of the vision, mm-hmm. and now they can walk out afterwards and and enjoy that time with the family too. And and uh, usually I I don't go down asides, but uh, th- those of you watching you don't know that Adam and I have known each other for a couple of years, and Adam I see like some shiny things over your shoulder. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Right there, those shiny things. We yes. talked about it in your bio, but you're a you're a pretty big deal in the powerlifting community. I appreciate that. Yeah. So these these are actually uh, that is my gold medal that I I won in November's World Championship last year, mm-hmm. and then uh, in May of this year in Atlanta, I competed in the national championship, which is where I set that deadlift world record, and um, you know, and, and it actually kind of speaks to what I've gotten out of my own transaction is I've gotten time. You know, mm-hmm. I've gotten time and the opportunity to pursue my passion. I've, you know, I've lost 80 pounds. Uh, I've got out of a bad marriage, uh, work-life balance. So, you know, th- this to me, I-, I keep it, I keep it right there so I can see that it's behind me because it is in the past, but it's a reminder about for me, what I've been able to gain by going down this road. And it also serves for me personally as a reminder about what can be offered to others. I know people are suffering in their businesses right now, mm-hmm. today, and they don't want anybody to know. And and sometimes I see it in their eyes, and that that's why I love doing this work. Yeah, that's uh, that really hits home with me. I when I sold my IT company, I like to tell people I was past my uh, past my sell by date. And the passion wasn't there anymore. And it was time for me to get out of the way and let that organization and the team and the clients benefit from fresh, new, engaged leadership. Mm. And uh, after getting getting away from there and taking a bit of time away um, with Carrie and my wife on, on a little bit of a vacation and coming back and puttering for a while over summer, really, I've kind of refound that motivation and refound that spark and that's kind of as a um as an entrepreneur speaking of entrepreneurs if that's what's happening it's time to look at that exit and um carrie when we, we were we were uh taking a walk over summer last year and she said hey like you've got this assumption that when you sell your it company you got to be done like you, you've got one business rodeo in you is that written in stone or is it more written in sand and what a lightning bolt that was to realize like you can exit multiple times even if you're only looking for one exit you can have the conversation and and the other people on the side of the transaction are people too and it doesn't harm adam kerrigan it doesn't harm the partner at its to give someone a fair exit like it's 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 a benefit like hey let's make sure this works out for you let's make sure it works out for everyone that true win-win mentality really uh really has to come to the table huh i agree no yeah it's uh you're absolutely right i think um you know i i I think i shared kind of a funny uh, observation as I go to these conferences and I say this as a bald man myself for the most part, but I look around, I see a lot of gray hair and a lot of bald heads. And the fact is our age is trending up as owners. 
And, and I think it, it's becoming more real. So many people, myself included, I started my my MSP because I was like, oh, I love tech. I'm a good technician. I, sh- I, I should start a business mm-hmm. that evolves over time. And I think, I think the, uh, the channel as a whole is m- maturing, uh, almost at the same pace. And it's just fascinating to see it happen. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And kind of, with that maturation comes opportunity, and and one of the things that uh, that you shared with me is that there's a there's quite a bit of elevator going on over at ITS. You uh, you guys have done ten acquisitions, and there's four LOIs right out right out right now, and you've got three signed, and they're closing this year, right? That is correct. Absolutely, That's- yeah. It's you know, and, and what's interesting, and even one of another one of those came from literally cold calling. And Mm -hmm. what I find fascinating is when every owner that I talk to, they, they all told me the same thing, Adam, I get five calls like yours every single week. Why should I listen to you? And Mm -hmm. and, and this for, for the viewers that are listening right now, that might be MSP owners. I think you, you know, these people are getting called by private equity firms. I think you hold two, uh, two advantages over those PE firms that are reaching out. One is you have a story. I shared our story and our culture about why our story is different and why it makes sense instead of it just being a strictly financial play. And the second thing is I'm an owner. I'm not a sales guy. And so having that literal credibility that, that, um, you know, that ability to relate, that's why they took my calls. That's why they listened. And that's why we're closing deals. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a sales rep with a, with an arbitrary quota. Of course, there's a, of course, there's a quota. Of course, there's that number, but that's what gets measured gets managed. But you're, you're talking Mm -hmm. partner to partner. Yeah. Owners close more deals. We all know it. Yep. That's that, like you understand you've owned an MSP and you own this. Now you now have ownership in this platform. So you can have that conversation of, look, I, I want to have a discussion and the goal of that discussion is for you and I to get to know each other and to see if there might be an opportunity for you to become one of my partners, for us to be partners, not for me to buy you, but for you to become a partner with me in ITS. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different discussion than someone saying, hey, I'd like to I'd like to buy you and, you know, we'll just dissolve you or whatever. You're inviting them to sit at the table with you. Yeah. And I'll tell yeah. you, there's there's six things and i know we're getting long time but there's six things that i've observed traditionally there's three people are burned out they cannot grow their company financially they're stuck and they can't find people and the newer three is they they're facing the cybersecurity landscape yep. they they want to take some risk off the table in general yep. so they want to take some chips and the third one is is interesting is they look around and they're in this shadow of these super msps that are coming in and remaining competitive becoming more difficult. So when I talk to people, if one of those six things hits, it usually makes sense to have a deeper conversation. Yeah. yeah there you go. And that's uh that's what that's where we'll leave it at. Adam, I really uh, I appreciate you taking some time to join me on Win. People can find you. It's Adam Kerrigan on LinkedIn. You can learn more about uh, ITS over at ITSASAP.com. And uh, just thanks for taking some time out of your day to join and, and to share your thoughts on Win, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Good to see you. Love you.
Oh, I love you too, man. It's uh, it's my pri- my privilege and my pleasure. If you're interested in learning more about Win, seeing previous episodes, consuming some blogs, white paper content, or just watching a video of Carrie and I chat around with people around the industry, you can learn more at rnr.consulting. I'm on LinkedIn. It's uh, the name of my old company, Doberman Technologies. You can find and connect with me on there. And until next time, take it easy. You've been listening to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? We're so glad you've joined us and know you're one step closer to winning big in your business too. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to connect at rnr.consulting. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you'll easily know when new episodes are available. Until next time, you can win and we're here to help.